Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap, the only show that welcomes Deb back to the fold. You know, last time I missed this many recordings in a row, it was for a different reason. I was on house arrest? No, if you remember, I took a few months <laughs> Well, that too. I took a few months off because I had been too busy at work and was just losing my shit. Oh, that's right. That's right when it was me and Lizzie. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I just had a terrible incident when I was walking home from work. Yay. Go back a couple weeks on Damn and you can hear some about it. Yeah. I was processing some feelings. That's perfectly fine, but it's still just one of those things where when I find myself talking about it, I think about all the stupid things I did when I was living in a much more dangerous neighborhood, traffic-wise, and nothing happened to me over many, many years. But I moved to well, the burbs. You get, get hit by a car. Apparently it was... Probably a nice car, though. Actually, they think it was a Kia. How did you not break the Kia? Apparently it was new. Oh. Like I said, Doug, they hit not me anymore. hard enough. It's really they, broken in. They hit me hard <laughs> enough that my ass and my asshole. hip had a bruise in the shape of the car's grate on the front. Did it say Kia? Or it did not. ache? It did not, which was really funny because when I was in the hospital, it's still apparently not 100% coherent. They came and wanted to take pictures of it, and I was totally fine with it, and it creeped my mom out. Why wouldn't he be fine with it? If it's for, like, police reasons. She said it was more just the way that I was acting was very out of character, and she was worried about how I was healing with you, my brain bleed. Were you, like, presenting it like Vanna No, White, no, it was or? more the, yeah, whatever you guys need, I'm totally happy you're helping me. Yeah, it's the police. We're white, we're happy when they help. Yeah, I think it's more the fact that, one, I was probably a little high off the painkillers. Ah. And two, she was more suggestible. Just, like I said, this was when I was still in the first hospital, and apparently I kept trying to escape in the middle of the night. Yeah, that tracks. Yeah, uh, according to my mom and my sister, as I kept removing my IVs and trying to escape in the middle of the night. Yeah, not. I don't. Like re- I don't remember any of this. That sounds like it. I mean, the not not remembering, but trying to escape. <laughs> um. So let's get right into it. Yeah. Um. Coming from that low point to an even lower point, we have to say, rest in peace, Steve Ditko, co-creator of Doctor Strange and Spider-Man. I almost said something else. Spider-Man. This man was a mystery, Deb. Um, I didn't go and look him up at all, but I know he he wasn't very much in the public eye. He didn't really do a lot of interviews. Even I, a comic book fan for decades, uh, don't know that super much about him. Um, I I just associated Spider-Man with Stan Lee. Well, you associate all that. I mean, that's a writer versus artist mentality in terms of comic books. But obviously, and Stan Lee said, like, he, he gave and said, he gave an interview and said, like, I've worked with some of the best in the industry. And it was, he mentioned Ditko, Jack the King Kirby, and John Ramada Sr., um, which I agree, I mean, are all fantastic um, artists. Um, only one of them still with us, um, which would be John Ramada Sr. Uh, but yes, Steve Dico, I know that he got irked and left doing Doctor Strange because he was upset that whenever he would draw, like, you know, Doctor Strange going through different dimensions and, like, dark realms and whatever, he was drawing stuff that was very psychedelic, mm-hmm. um, and he was sober, uh, and he was very upset that, like, uh, college kids were doing acid and reading Doctor Strange. <laughs> um, not to be horrible, but I think that'd be kind of awesome for me if I was drawing something like that. I, I think he wanted to be taken more seriously as an artist and 
back in those days before Avengers Infinity War was making $2 billion at the box office, um, comic books were low-minded art. They were for children or the mentally infirm adults. Yeah. Um, they were for the guys pumping your gas because they couldn't read without pictures. Um, you don't have things like Art Spiegelman's Mouse winning Pulitzers um, and stuff like that. And, you know, people like uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Jeff Johns being courted by larger studios and companies because of their creativity and their writing. Um, so... That's my soapbox moment for the day. Too you know, he got and he got weird. He went to he went to DC. Just like an Alan Moore thing. Mm, well, he instead of you know, Alan Moore like went to DC and came out as a wizard. Um, Hence why I said, like uh, I said, he got weird. Uh, Ditko came out as like this weird moralist, where some of the characters he wrote and created, he he I I don't know if he. Created, I want to say he created the question. Um, who was on the Justice League cartoon? I and the yeah, um, not a big, big name in, in, you know, the any of the animated or movie stuff. Though I'd love, I'd pretty, love to see. Like I said, I always thought it was interesting, though. Well, he was, uh, and I can't remember what it's called, um, some kind of moralist. But he was uh, Steve Ditko was very um, influenced by the writings of Anne Rand. For oh, good, good or for ill, yeah, on that one. Um, I just remember being forced to read that when I was younger. But I can't remember if it's like a object, a, you know, objective moralist or something like that, where uh, he was exploring really philosophical themes in the question, which was cool. Whether I agree with those philosophies or not is another story, um, and the question has since become someone slightly different. Um, but I think he still has that at his core for the most part. I know, I know he did in the Justice League cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Steve Ditko, man, that one hurt. Um, that was someone who I remember on the one and only time I've been camping, um, I brought a very large book with me, and that book was the like newspaper reprints. It was on newspaper paper, um, and it was reprints of I think Amazing Fantasy fifteen, the whatever ten pages of Spider Man, and then like the Amazing Spider Man or his solo one in the 60s, like, issues 1 through 25. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it was a substantially sized book. But, I mean, I think I poured over that book thinking, how does Ditko get across such amazing action and movement when the art at the time was simplistic compared to people like Greg Capullo, Jim Lee, um, I'm trying to think of uh, someone at Marvel's off the top of my head and I can't. Um, Tom McFarlane, I guess, worked at Marvel for a while. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, now it's all, like, hyper-realistic or uh, got all the cross-hatching and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, I mean, think about it. I remember definitely, and I can't think of any specific ones, reading some comics in the 90s where the human figures were still just completely disproportionate and stupid. Yeah, or there wasn't a lot of detail. And part of that probably was the printing technology like at the, the time. De- that it had the to detail, be simple. Like but I said, the detail thing didn't necessarily bother me as long as the whole thing was like that instead of just, yeah, you know, every other. But thing. it was just one of those things where they'd have, you know, body types that were just completely wrong. Well, I mean, I guess, I mean, you had figure drawing in, in college and, and high school and all that at that point. I mean, that was the 60s. That's, it's not like we're painting on cave walls with blood and poop. Um, though some of our earlier, our younger listeners might think that. Um, but yeah, that one, Steve Gitko, when I saw that, it was like, oh, man. And it was like one of those where 
Yeah, you associate Spider-Man with Stan Lee, absolutely. Same with Incredible Hulk, X-Men, so forth, so on. You don't really think of... Fantastic Four. Did co- yes, I mean, well, the list could go on with Stan Lee. Um, Ravage 2099. Ugh. Um, visible Shudder from Doug. I read the first like, 15 issues of that, too. It was awful. Um, but yeah, you don't really hear a lot about Ditko and Kirby. Well, Kirby, I mean... Oh, the man heard, invented motion like lights. Like I said, for fuck's I've heard sake. a lot about Kirby, but then you and I have a pretty John specific. And Senior, I think. You, like I said, you, you and know. I have a pretty specific niche, which we do a little bit of like kind of. I, I wouldn't say research, but definitely deeper interest in. So you and I will find you know different things about different people that other people have never really looked into. Well, and you know, I mean, just as a comic book fan, I you know, as a nerd, you break something down to a quantum level to understand every iota of it, and when it comes to comic books, a comic book nerd will break down not only the writing but the art. Um, which usually well, absolutely, because you and I have talked about that. We talked about how I love the Sandman comics, but the art in the last fucking Sandman trade paperback I fucking hate so goddamn much. I'm trying to remember who did a lot of that. No, the like the realistic fantasy stuff. That was Michael Zuli. He's good, but I don't like. We're gonna oh, go back and anyway. I'm gonna show you what I'm talking about. I know exactly. I think I know exactly. It's when we've talked about it before. When it's. Oh, who is it? Chris so Bacalo or Bacalo? However you say it, I think it's Bacalo. Chris Bacalo combined with Mark Buckingham. I like the artists separately, but when they work together it's inking awful. each other, it is unfucking lookable. Um, and considering that you were comparing it to so much previous work, it was even worse to look at. I mean, I loved, yeah, and I mean, talk about, you know, like blocky, simple. When um, Diazraeli worked on Sam and he did Lazarus Churchyard with Warren Ellis. Um, I mean, I, I the, he had Gaiman got a bunch of really good artists. I mean, that book stands alone um, as, a, as a complete graphic novel. But you know what's funny is uh, I was telling you that I had gotten that Death Funko Pop doll as a gift. Yeah. And so I was talking to a friend about how much I love Sandman, and he was talking about how he always kind of had a crush on Death in the books. And I'm like, oh yeah, I always kind of had a thing for Sandman and for Constantine. And he sent me the one weird little, I was going to say, clip where it's Death and Constantine together. That's in the first book. Like I said, no, it's Death and Constantine together giving a lecture about safe sex, putting a condom on the banana. And it's always funny. That's a later one, because Constantine does pop up when... Oh yeah, Constantine pops up in when Preludes Sandman and is trying, at first, he's trying to find bag a bag back. of sand. And he has the girlfriend he's that he He's literally trying to, to sack up. Yeah, like I said, he has the girlfriend that stole it from, a drug. from him. Oh. But still. And she's like, don't you think I'm sexy or whatever it was? That was Ugh. awful. Um, so that was unsettling. That was, um, you know, I mean, you want to talk art. That was Mike Dernsberg and Sam Keith. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it, but that was definitely unsettling. Well, it was meant to be slightly horror. I mean, that's you no, know, the birth was, of Vertigo with that and Alamore Swamp thing. It is which still was horror. To, it's, it's still at, at very its core. strange to me, though, that my, uh, I was going to say that my death doll is listed as a DC I was going to say listed as a DC property. Well, they don't have Vertigo anymore, I don't think. I know, but that's just in my head. Vertigo is what I think of when I think of those. Unless you're in Britain, then it was Helix. Or um, Helix. So, yeah. I mean, given he was, what, 90? Steve Ditko, not saying, man. Um, I think he was in his late 80s. I want to say he was I, about I 86 say, I wanna, or 87. No, I want to say it was 90. Um, I right, think then. is what I read. And I, I could be wrong. It's so, been I mean, a couple you know, days he, he lived a life. It's not like he was taken suddenly. Well, it's also Stan um, Lee's getting old, too. Oh, God. And he's not his, the best to have uh, we'll, we'll talk about the movie itself later, but his cameo in Ant Man, he looks so fragile. And I was just like, oh, no, it's going to be soon. 
Like it, I was totally watching Thor Ragnarok, and you know they had the weird little cameo of him in there. Yeah, he's the barber or whatever. It still cracked me up. Don't touch the hair. Um, so you just want to shoot down the list because it's yeah, gonna be a, okay. Um, because this has been built up since. Deb, As you people Deb's know, Deb has been gone. Part of that was healing a brain injury, so I don't have a whole lot of new stuff to add. No, but I mean, you know, and I've been building up, I've been doing nerd vomit as I've been unfortunately had to be subjected to, but... You mean you didn't want to come into Denver Health and record with me in the hospital? I thought you were in Lafayette. We'll talk about that off air. I was going to say, I was until uh, the last week that I was hospitalized and they transferred me over to DH. Oh, I could have been there. Um, so, since we've last talked up, um... I have beat The Last of Us, plus the DLC, which was, I believe, called Left Behind, and then the comic book, which I think is called American Dream, something like that. Um, Basically, I started out with Last of Us, and then the DLC is a prequel, and then the comic is a prequel to the DLC. So I've I've been... That's rough. Yeah, well, I've been watching a lot of 12 Monkeys, so time travel's not really that weird to me anymore. Um... (laughs) Last of Us. I can see why this has, like, gotten a shit ton of awards. Well, I can... I, you remember me talking about it to you for a while before you picked it up. The guy at GameStop is totally right. Me coming into it as, like, well, it's one on of a those second attempt, it totally grabbed me. Well, like I said, it's one of those where it doesn't necessarily kind of lock you in the first try, but it does lock you in. When it does, oh my god, I ran late for so many things because, like, the part where, like, Ellie gets, like runs away and gets kidnapped, I was like, I'm going to be late for work because I want to make sure Ellie's okay. Like, oh my god, she became my daughter for, for like, th- two weeks, three weeks there. Um, this game ends on a lie, Deb. It ends on Joel lying to Ellie, and I don't know how to feel about that. Because, A, I thought the game was going to keep going, which pissed me off because it didn't. Cannot wait for the sequel that comes out next year. Uh, and two, it ends with Joel lying to Ellie, which just left this like taste in my brain where I was like I want to know if she finds out I want to like kick Joel in the face like I was so emotionally invested and for that to him like and he lied to her for like the best reason like you know what I mean like a parent lying to a child to protect them physically and emotionally I understand that but goddamn, playing that game like that was such a kick in the dick um uh, but I can see, I once again, I, I can see why it's got a highly anticipated sequel. Well, I can see why it's won all the awards. I was going to say, it's been talked about for a very long time. I actually found a list of, like, the top ten video games that are, like, amazing that everyone says they played but didn't. Mm-hmm. And, and it's on so, there? Yeah, it's on there. And I was like, that and Horizon. And I was like, no. Nah. I was actually thinking about replaying Horizon on Game Plus. Am I going to have to start Just, trying to play these games on the Switch? Uh, no, they're both Sony exclusives, so... That was a joke, Because um, we both know how much I suck Because Nintendo doesn't games. put out violent video games, which like is... Said, whatever. This is just because I know I was going to say, we both know I suck at video games, and I only really like puzzle games. Okay. I'll find you something at GameStop. That's something that I had that's to do... That's not a fun No, joke. that's something that I had to do in the hospital, was do a bunch of puzzles with my four-year-old nephew, because my mother was insisting. And I kind of was like, oh, God, um... You sure the four-year-old didn't have to do puzzles with you? You did have a brain injury. No, this was near the end where my brain was pretty much healed. Okay. Also, I was way better than him at puzzles. What a weird humble brag. <laughs> I'm better at four-year-olds than puzzles. Yeah, so are five-year-olds. 
<laughs> Joke's better than your acting. Uh, you said I'm better at four-year-olds than puzzles. Well. That, that's not right. Girls are like squaring numbers. They're uh, under 13. It's better if you just do them in your head. Um, that's a Bo Burnham quote. Ugh. Anyway. Um, right, now I'm singing Bo Burnham songs in my head. Well, let me tell you about getting songs stuck in your head, which works as the perfect segue to I got the Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy game and season pass. Mm-hmm. I'm about halfway through episode two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to confuse the words chapters with episodes, so I apologize in advance for both listeners and Deb. Um, chap- it's every episode is divided into six chapters. That way, in case I screw up, you know kind of what I'm talking about. Um, I think I just got a headache thinking about yeah, that. Yeah, right? Um, and the best part is, like, I get trophies for completing each chapter, which takes, like, 20 minutes, so I'm gonna be amassing a fair amount of, like, achievement points on my profile through just beating this game. And I joined Marvel Out Insiders, which has, like, incentives for, like, digital comics and, um, clothes and stuff. Yeah. And if I beat Guardians before the end of the year, I get an extra, like, 10,000 points or something. That's the only reason I joined it. I'm actually a little bit sad because while I was in the hospital, one of my favorite clothing companies came out with a new collection that I really love, and I totally can't afford to get any of it. What did Kim Kardashian come out with? It's from Black Milk. They came out with a bunch of new stuff called uh, Journey to Atlantis, and they have these fucking incredible leggings with all of these octopus tentacles all over them in, like, gray and blue and black, and I desperately want them. I'm just going to get you a video game. Yeah, that's Um, fine, honey. We both know my birthday's coming up, and you're not going to buy me $75 leggings from Australia plus shipping. No, but I'll end up getting you, like, a $60 video game, which doesn't make any sense. I was totally imagining you buying me, like, a pair of $12 leggings off, I was going to say, off the internet. I'll buy you that and some, like, socks from GameStop, because they sell a bunch of, like, nerd clothes. I actually surprisingly got a bunch of pairs of socks from the hospital when I went home. Like hospital socks no, or like, like um, socks really, from... really short socks with a, a pattern on the bottom to help me to keep from slipping. You like are textured. a thousand. Um, I've only got one good ankle right now, apparently, despite the fact that the other one hasn't hurt me. Yet. Um, even the oh, Mona sure. falling apart. Like I said, I'm sure when they take the cast off and switch it to a brace, it'll probably hurt when I start... Are you going to get atrophy or no? Uh, this is only supposed to stay on for a couple more weeks. It's like no physical therapy. So prob- well, I already do physical therapy okay. stuff, and I'll probably do some more. But like I said, no, I think, one, I think the cast is way too high. And two, like I said, oh, no, this, this is... Colorado. <laughs> eh. Like I said, no, they're not supposed to leave it on like they leave on a normal cast for, like you for know, a, a month or two months or something like that. It's only supposed to stand for another couple weeks. And this is only the second cast I've ever gotten. The first cast I got was when I fractured my wrist and my elbow. So I was, I was going to say, I was casted a couple inches past my elbow at an angle, and I only had that on for two weeks because they were afraid that my wrist would become immobile if they casted mm. it for longer. That is the one that they put on for the hottest two weeks of July, and it was wrapped too tightly when they put it on. So when they took it off, I had a heat rash in the shape of the bandage that they wrapped around my arm for it. Speaking of casts, the uh, voice cast of Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale actually uh, has won awards. Okay. Um... The most well-known you're going to know is uh, Nolan North. Really? Yeah, voice of Deadpool and everything animated. Um, he was uh, He's Rocket Raccoon. Actually, does a really good job. The only one I don't... Is it bad? I love Rocket Raccoon, but I still vaguely start singing you... this song in my head every time somebody says oh. that fucking name. So, this video game gave birth to the Rad Mix, which oh, was God. handpicked by James Gunn. Yep. Which we uh, like And every time mixes. I turn on the game... 
The uh, intro music is A Living Thing by ELO, which gets stuck in my head for the entire day. Um, I've been getting angry text messages from a new friend because I told him the names of my cats, and now he gets Trogdor socks stuck in his head a lot. That makes sense. Um, you do find out about Rocket's origin in this game. Okay. I don't... I, the game is not canon for either the movie or the comic. It's kind of its own little thing. It's but, own little entity. Um, yeah, he... Um, was part of this experiment in this lab. That's really what all you really know at that point. Um, but he did kind of fall in love with the otter, female otter equivalent of him. Like, what, another experiment. And uh, uh, the MacGuffin in this is called the... Oh, fuck. It's not called the old fuck. Um, it's not that edgy, James Gunn fans. Call it the Eternity Forge or something like that. Um, and it brought Quill back to life. Spoiler alert for episode one. Um, but uh, and he wants to use it to bring back the otter girl, okay, or lady otter thing. Is it bad that you say he falls in love with the otter girl and immediately just started thinking of the regular Splash. show? Oh, she's kind of an otter girl if you think about it. Aren't all mermaids? Did you know that what's his name that did Kung Fu Hustle did this crazy ass mermaid movie? Oh yeah, I read an article about that yeah, months right? ago and I still haven't watched it. Yeah, I just like I need to find it. Anyway. Why? Because I want to watch it. But I've never played a Telltale game. I'm going to try to keep on point. Sorry, go ahead. Um, it's a lot of uh, button prompts, they call them. It's a lot of, like, hit X, move your joystick left. Like, it's not like an open roaming. There's a little bit of it. Like, you can move around the ship and stuff like that. But then you, like, use, like, a little cursor to click on things. Um, I've never played a game like this. And coming from something like Last of Us, and um, I'll talk about it later, Prototype... Um, more sophisticated games in terms of controls. It's yeah. it kind of a it's it's a nice palate cleanser, and that I can literally jump in and jump out of that game every twenty minutes if I feel like it. Um, like I said, I'm glad that this is not for me, which is fine. As long as other people enjoy it and they're making money from it, great. But I mean, like I said, I never played games like this when I was younger, and I don't I, enjoy them as an adult. I and I just it, realized if I, I found the right. I'm trying to think if you'd like the Telltale games. Because they have one that's... The Batman one, you probably... Whatever. Walking Dead, I know you wouldn't like. Guardians, you might be like, eh, okay, whatever. But uh, they've got one for Fables, where you play Big B Wolf. But it's one of those things where, like, the only video game that I really played a lot of as an adult was this random online multiplayer game called Yoho Puzzle Pirates. Okay. And it's basically just a whole bunch of different... It always comes back to puzzles with you. No, like I said, it's a whole bunch of puzzle games that you put together. And so, I was going to say, there isn't necessarily all the, you know, incredibly just intense things you game need to do. Saying. What about... Uh, oh, you like Portal. I like watching somebody play Portal. I did oh, not well, play Oh, well, it's a good Portal. thing you said that, because I, I'm not going to get you Portal now. Yeah, no, because when I had my Xbox, I had Portal 2, I think. I was gonna say, and I was watching. I was gonna say watching Spoon play it, which yeah. was actually really interesting. But he's actually good at video games, and I suck. Right. Oh yeah, the Telltale ones would be really boring to watch. I mean, there's like story. There's a lot of story, mm -hmm. but like it's a lot of like choose the dialogue, and then your um, choices of dialogue inform later story, which is kind of cool. Um, the only you do time have... I like watching video games is that episode of Community where they're trying to get all of that money for uh, Pierce. Oh, for yeah. No, but there's like times where like I'll I'll side with Rocket or side with whoever, mm -hmm. and in the corner it just goes, Gamora will remember that. And I'm like, oh, uh, duh, I just I get I done fucked up, a a Ron. Like I just pissed off the most dangerous woman in the galaxy. Um, 
so it is kind of cool that it does like have those like choices. Um, but I've, having never played one, it's it's pretty cool. I don't. I'm not gonna be like this is all I'm gonna play. But it's a nice palate cleanser from some of the more intricate or emotionally deeper. Well, you know what? Um, I, you and I have talked about that with movies and TV shows where you do something that's super intense and then you and I will do something lighter to be a little bit of a palate yeah, cleanser. Absolutely. Um, so, while I'm palate cleansing, uh, the thing that coated my palate um, that suggestive. Would, would need to necessitate a cleanser for palate. Um, I said for palate like it was a place. Um, I, uh, I got the, uh, and this will be the end of the video game talk, um, I got the uh, prototype bundle for PlayStation 4. It's prototype 1 and 2, so not so much a bundle, but a small stacking. Yeah. Um, I had played the original prototype on, I believe, oof, I want to say PlayStation 3, but I could have gone all the way back to 2. Basically, you play this guy who gets infected with this virus and can manipulate himself on a molecular level, and you can, like, turn your arms into, like, claws or a blade or armor and shields and a whip. Um, and it's, like, you play on, like, a mini, mini uh, island of Manhattan, and, uh, like, over the course of, like, these 18 days of the story, uh-huh. um, that, like, you get infected, and Thank then um, all of Manhattan is completely infected by this virus, a black light virus. Um that turns people into disfigured zombies and shit. Um, also, the military's there. The, uh, God, what was that called? Oh, I'll talk about it later. I saw a preview for a new movie that's coming out soon. Huh. It was similar to that. Interesting. Not the zombie part, but basically the death and isolation and all of that. Okay. But um, I'm, I didn't do any of the events where like you have to like have a time trial of like how fast you can run and hit the like little yeah. marks. Or kill this many people in this many minutes, whatever. Like, I'm not doing any of the, the they're called events. I'm not doing any of that. That is I'm, so not my type I'm of just thing. playing, yeah. Well, you should, sometimes they are. It depends. Because you can get XP and build up your powers. Doc, I'm just terrible at them. I know. Um, Much like I've been terrible at Ingress when I'm not allowed to do anything. You're all bad. Um, I do have an Ingress announcement, though. There was an Ingress anime that is going up on Netflix in October. Castlevania. Uh, it's coming back. Speaking Castlevania 2. Yes. Yep. So I'm excited because that was fucking amazing. Um, Warren Ellis has also been putting up a bunch of stuff on his Instagram lately. Well, yeah, now he's done writing Castlevania. No, I need um, just like random pictures of like movies and books and stuff he's moved in his office and things like that. Hopefully not with a lot of dust. <laughs> um, well, he's allergic to dust. It's a whole thing. Yes, I know. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited. I mean, I, there's a love-hate with it in that, like, I got to the final boss, which I don't think I did originally, um, and that bitch is mean, and I got very frustrated, and I just am trying to figure out a way to beat her, so I took a break and played Guardians. Um, and I love it because it's very much catharsis. It's very, like, almost straightforward. You have a lot of room to, to move around and do stuff, but it is very, like, go here, do this, kill this thing, find this person, protect this person, whatever. Why does that kind of remind me of, like, one of the first, you know, big sandbox games when it was uh, Spider-Man, and you could wander around the city doing a whole bunch of stuff, but you had a giant list the of... Fir- sh- the one based on the first movie? I think so. I think was the one where that, yeah. yeah. Like I said, you had a whole bunch of shit you had to do, but you could still wander around the city yeah. doing whatever the fuck you wanted. Uh, then Marvel Spider-Man that comes out in September looks fucking amazing. I've already gotten my... I've already... I already did the um, reserved... Well, I did pre-order for the Deluxe Digital. Mm-hmm. My Spider-Man pin is 
in route, but it's probably coming from wherever they make pins laced with lead paint from China, so... It's one of those things where I was telling somebody recently I'd ordered something a long time ago, but the shipping was free, so I don't care how long it takes to get here. Yeah, this was... It just, like, I wanted the game, and you get a bunch of, like, extra skill points, you unlock a drone, and you get, like, all the... D like, a season pass, all the DLC, and some of the, um... Costumes. Or you know, whatever you want to skins. As stupid as it sounds, pre-ordering stuff like that tends to be better for me because I can do it when I have the money to spare as opposed to when it comes out and I'll probably be a little bit tight. Well, yeah, and especially like when you want to like, get like the deluxe yep. version of something. Always better to do it early. Um, I am kind of glad I didn't get the deluxe God of War because it would have come with an armor that you get a trophy for. So it would have cheapened the, uh, the that trophy as I opposed know, to me. it's gotten great reviews. People have been very No, I know, happy. but the, the deluxe version came with this like it came with yes, an I armor know that, that yeah. The deluxe, I was gonna say the deluxe version has still gotten pretty good reviews. The game itself has gotten uh, the no. The game itself amazing. has been very well. Accepted. There's no difference between the deluxe. Uh, just so you get the whatever the black death armor or whatever it's called. <laughs> the it's the armor you make after you beat a bunch of travelers. I just happen to know that off the top of my head. Um, travelers are a pain in the ass the first time you meet them. After all, they're like yeah whatever, but um. Uh, let's see, I finished, uh, speaking of black, uh, God, Dynamite Segway, Doug. Finished oh my watching, God, Doug, no. Finished watching Atlanta Season 2. It has been so long since I've watched this, I don't know if I have a lot of notes off the top of my head. Other than... I really enjoy it. I love it. I think... Like I said, I waited until Season 2 before I started yeah. watching it. Because, you know, with shows like that, which I did with Justify, I need a big chunk so I yeah. can kind of get myself mentally locked into it. Atlanta was a lot deeper and funnier in an uncomfortable way than I expected. Oh, yeah. The episode where he can't spend the $100 bill because he's black, effectively, uh, is fucking crazy. And then, of course, there's the episode with what's-his-name, is it Teddy Evers or whatever, where it's um, Donald Glover in whiteface. Oh, yeah. Where uh, the like metaphysical guy is like getting that piano and it's fucking terrifying. But then, like, it's terrifying, and it's like, especially cause the the tall, like, best friend character is from Get Out, so it's like that on top of it, and you're like, oh no! Um, but there's that, but then it makes you laugh, because there's that great line where he's like, I'm making a museum to, like, supportive fathers, which it's like, it's all abusive fathers. And he's like, Joe Jackson, who not rip. Um, like, Joe Jackson, and this person, Ike and Turner. the. I, no. It's not a, probably a father, but like not like the way Joe Jackson or. Um, well, he adopted Tina Turner's son, and we know he was abusive. That's true. Maybe he does say Ike Turner. He I don't know. I'm trying to remember the. Away, I, by the way. Ike Turner? I Tina Turner's that. son. Oh. Okay. Suicide. Ouch. Yeah. It's rough for Tina. Is Ike dead? No. Oh. Okay. Um, Maybe Ike dead? Right? We'll Google it when we're done. Um, but yeah, he has that joke where he's like, mentioning all these abusive fathers, and he's like, oh, a fine Ike Turner and Joe Jackson. He goes, and the dad who drops off Emilio Estevez in the Breakfast Club. <laughs> like, oh. like, it made me laugh so hard, but I was like, oh my oh, god. Inappropriate, like, but hilarious. So yeah, Atlanta, it, I'm so glad I got into it. Uh, I'm um, glad he won an award. It won, he won for, well, he won for... I think he won for writer, director, and acting. Like I said, I'm glad he won an award. 
and I'm glad that that's making him I mean, him really, feel, the guy can do no wrong. Like I said, I'm glad that that's making him feel a little bit more fulfilled than the work he did for community. And considering that he has two kids now, he better yep. get his shit together. Why? Was his shit not together? I'm teasing because kids are expensive. He's doing just fine, but with the, all of the Emmys and Grammys and shit. Um, Even though he's not doing Childish Gambino anymore? Uh, he's got one more album, and then he says he's going to retire it. I don't know if he's going to retire from music, but he's going to give up the the um, non de plume, so to speak. Um, speaking of audio mediums, wow, I'm really good with the segues, actually. I listened to a podcast. I made it two episodes, and I say I make it because it was a bit of a bear to listen to two episodes of IMD Weed, which on paper sounds fantastic. I feel on like paper, I ran across this lately and decided I wasn't interested. One of the co-hosts was on Doug Loves Movies, which is how I found out about it. Okay. Um, on paper, Deb, it sounds a lot like us. Um, Except not we exactly. Don't smoke a bunch of weed. Right, but we used to drink frequently on the show. Um, and so basically these two ladies whose names I don't remember and it doesn't matter um, get high and watch a movie and then review it with like a that comedian or does a sound kind of fun on paper sounds great but I listened to the episodes for Deadpool 2 and Avengers Infinity War listening to stoned people who don't know about comics is really fucking annoying yeah. Because they don't understand certain things. They're like, why didn't this just happen? Or when are they going to get Superman in there? And you're just like, oh my god. That, it's like, I don't deal with high people. So it's like being sober and dealing with drunks where you're like, oh. Like, listening to high yeah, people is I really can, annoying to me no, because I don't I, get I high. Yeah, because I don't think I would enjoy it either. Um, I mean, <laughs> there are parts that are really funny, but like there are parts that are just... It's like, you know when we drank and we'd like fall apart and we wouldn't realize it and then I would go back and edit and I'd go, oof, oof, that was rough. So it's like that, yeah. Yeah, but like entire episodes of that. Ouch. Which, admittedly, we did have entire episodes of that happening to us, but... We've moved on a little bit. We've gotten better. So, um... Yeah, I mean, go and listen to it if that sounds interesting it does to not. you. Like I, maybe I've, I've maybe lately, I maybe I pick bad movies because I pick the comic book movies and that's not a milieu for the hosts. Well, in that Whereas, vein, I was gonna say in that vein, I've been kind of stuck on a how did this get made. I was gonna say track for a while. Oh, uh, we need to look up when that's coming because that's for your birthday. Um, well, keep me posted, but it's just one of those where I find it more interesting to listen to them talk about, you know, older movies that are odd. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if they would have gotten high and watched The Big Chill, I wonder if. That would have been different than listening to them talk about the Avengers and one of them like hadn't seen any of the movies. Junior and hear them talk about that. Fuck no, I don't. (laughs) Two things I don't want to do anytime soon is get high or watch Junior. I said them, not us. Um. So I mean, IMD weed. It's it's a cool idea, and maybe I just listened to the wrong episodes for me. I wonder if they've done a how did this get made episode of uh, Airheads. I don't know. I that would either that be later. really good or really bad. Well, no matter what. I mean, even their episodes of stuff I haven't watched. Like, I listened to the Geostorm episode, having never watched it, because why? Just keep living your life, Doug. Um, you say that like you saw it. <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. And I'm going to keep living my life. Um, like, it was still funny, because, I mean, just the part where Jason Mazzucas is talking about how much he wants to smell Gerard Butler's musk. 
Like, that alone was funny. Yeah, but um, now I just want to watch Chris Pine, like, parachute in wearing nothing but, you know, oh, like, jog stretch. again from stretch. Sorry, go ahead. Um, speaking of a stretch, I'm doing Ooh, good on nice. I know, You're right? Doing good today. Thank you. Um, what a stretch for the latest uh, season of Archer, Danger Island. Oh, it was difficult. It didn't get good until, like, episode four, maybe five problem. of nine. Like I said, that's or the ten. problem. I've watched the first three, and I'm not. I was going to say, I don't have any incentive to keep watching. I think we talked about the first episode before. Yeah, you everything. and I talked about how it just seemed really forced and like, lazy. And, like, by the end of it, I was on board. It was like, oh, this is funny, and we've got the cannibals and, and whatever. And, like, it just took them, like, half a season, which is a, it's a short season. Mm-hmm. Half a season to kind of figure out what it was, how it should be. Um, I was not a fan. I'm glad that they're going to change it up again. Um have you seen the finale? No. Well, spoiler alert. It's fine. I'm just... No, I'm, said, I'm, I'm letting them know. Okay. I know you don't care. Um, they all end up waking up... or Archer wakes up in a pod on a space station. Fun. So the next one's going to be like sci-fi Good aliens. Good job, Other Barry. <laughs> was he in... I'm pretty sure Barry's dead, honey. No, but like, I don't know if he was in Danger Island. I don't think he was. I don't think it was. Anyway, um, so I'm I'm looking forward to kind of, and I think this might be the is it the final season I think of Archer? It's the final season, yeah. Um, do we know if Archer is actually dead? I don't even know. No, he was in a coma during um, the 1930s one, right? I don't remember. All right. That'd be a weird one to go out on, like that. Like we never find out if Archer came out of the coma or not. Yeah, but I mean, lots of shows have gone out on weird notes because they got canceled at an odd time. Right, but no, yeah, but this one wouldn't be like it's like they know they're gonna end. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited for the Archer season finale. But yeah, we did talk about it. It, it was rough, like I said, with with Danger Island. Once again, sounds great on paper. You know what I mean? Like that and Dreamland and all of that. Like they all sound great on paper. And Dreamland was all right. I'm like, I, I, I feel thought like it dragged Dream, on. I feel but, like Dreamland was a little bit more organized, even though I think they should have cut it down a little. Which, that was a short season as well. Oh, no, that was a longer season. I believe that was like 12 or 13, I want to say. But Danger Island was only like 9 or 10, and it was like, sweet Jesus, it took you half the season to figure out what this was going to be, and that's not time time you can waste um, on that short of a season. Especially when they're like 27-minute episodes, 22-minute episodes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but speaking of not wasting any amount of time, even though some people said it did drag on, um, the last season of Legion was fucking amazing. Basically, I I've think... I've been wanting to watch it, but since my brain has been all over the place, no, I yeah, feel not like a good, I should not have invested in it. If you need to be on low stimulus, Legion is not your show. Yeah, that's unfortunately, I'm still on a high stimulus, low stimulus schedule, so, yeah. Um, this one really did play around with the concept of the villain is the hero of his own story. Yep. Because the whole the whole season is that Sid from the future abducts David Legion mm-hmm. and tells him to find the Shadow King's body so that um, the Shadow King can be his mind and body can be reunited and help stop a plague in the future. That is terrifying because it leaves people like basically like standing sta- like just human statues but with their teeth clicking together oh god it's 
it's awful. That sounds like um, a Doctor it is, Who theme. It, it it's yeah, it's it very uh, Stephen Moffat. Um, and you find out by the probably the back end of of the uh, the season that she wants Legion to find the Shadow King's body and reunite him so that he can become like powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, because Legion is the source of the plague, and it turns out the Shadow King's the good guy. And it ends with Legion, um, David, teleporting Aubrey Plaza out and saying, well, if I'm going to be the bad guy, like, you know, I feel betrayed. These are all trying to stop me from something I've never done. Um, you can't, you know, hold me accountable for this. And they go, but we do, sort of. Um, he just, he just runs, just like teleports out with Aubrey Plaza and they do show like him in the like future and he's got like the Legion fucking standing yeah. haircut um, he looks extremely powerful um, so we'll see I mean basically Legion has now become the bad guy and the Shadow King is now the good guy coming into what you know next year's season 3 you know we'll watch almost anything with Aubrey mm. Plaza in it so I'll watch anything by the guy that I can't remember his, uh, whatever his name is. I want to say Matt and Nick's, but that's um, Burn Notice, and he did Gifted. Um, Noah Fowley, I want to say, who did um, Fargo and Legion. Now, speaking of seasons that are coming in shows, Gotham is getting one last season, and it's done. Good. I haven't watched it in a really long time. I hear it gets better and better, but I can't get into it. I just can't. Well, you and I were interested in some of them in the beginning, and then we just got really bored. I just think the whole thing could do without Batman. Hey, you said that while I was taking a sip of my Coke, and I almost snorted it. No, like, I'm like, like, what is it, like, they fucked with the Joker's origin at this point, and then, like, Bruce Wayne's wearing a mask? I don't know. Like, I the, the I last season's called, like, the not the last season, but the previous season is called, like, Gotham Dark Knight. I haven't, or like something I said, like I haven't that. watched or it in Dark a long Nights. time. Um, I, I, I'm not a fan of Gotham. I never have been, and I pretty much never will be. Um, the more I find out about it, the less I'm interested in it. I um, like the idea of, like, the Penguin and Riddler, like, being in the asylum together. That kind of cracks me up, actually, when they interact, because it makes sense, but it's also just really entertaining. Yeah, like, but, like, I don't want to watch an episode. Uh, how much time have we gone through? Uh, we're going to hit the uh, usual ending nonsense the minute you're done talking about Gotham. I'm done talking about Gotham. I did want to say one more thing, though. Since I wasn't allowed to watch anything too intense or anything particularly new, I've been watching a fair amount of Bones lately. Oh, I was going to say Paw Patrol. (laughs) No, because it's pretty easy. However, there's an episode of Bones where one of the interns is a geek who's depressed all the time, and they bust him listening to Bright Eyes, and I'm like, oh my god, I have to know this person. Sometime in our life, we have known this person that works as an anthropologist, I was going to say, as a forensic anthropologist into nerd things that listens to Bright Eyes. I don't think I'm ever going to meet that person. I don't think that person exists. I think they do. Outside of fiction. Uh, Ending nonsense. What would you like to start with? Well, you haven't really had the chance to make any mistakes, so... um, Uh, Mistakes I made. Apparently, I should not have gotten a job. And trusted myself to walk back and forth, despite the fact I've done it for. Well, it's not that you shouldn't trust yourself; years. you just can't trust others not to hit you with a car, um, which is a really weird life lesson. 
Well, yes, and I had an incident where I was talking to my dad, and my dad's like, Deb, just so you know, I'm not going to feel comfortable with you walking home after dark anymore, which my response was, I'm in my mid-30s. I'm sorry you feel that way, but you don't get to make that decision. They can be worried for you. That's something I'm dealing with as well, that I've got a parent that's worried about me. And, oh, they can be and, worried and my, about me my as much thing. as they want to. It doesn't mean I'm going to stop doing it. Also, I know they're being parents and they're being protective and they want the best for us but they also they seem to fail to realize it's happening to us I know and that's not to discount their feelings by any means but to me my feelings are more valid and I know that's unselfish but it's true and I think it's true across the board to any human being I don't care who you are you're you, you watch out for you know you are your most important priority. But it's also the fact that my parents got married when they were in their 20s. Well, when they were both 20. By the time they were my age, they had multiple children. I'm not doing that. My decisions and my life is very different from what their, was like, their life was like at that age. That's very true. So I guess, you know, don't get hit by cars. It wasn't my fault. No, no. I'm, well, okay. Don't. Yeah, I don't know how to not make this not your fault. Give me. Wait, hold on. Don't. Wait. You, no. The no. closest weird thing that happened to this is when I was walking home once, when I was working up at Southside on, I was going to say, I was walking home on Colfax at about probably 11 o'clock at night on a Friday or a Saturday, and a homeless girl stole one of my earrings. Well, she didn't steal one of your nipple rings. It was really weird, though, because it wasn't a particularly valuable earring. Did you let it go? Oh, yeah. She ran up to me, Wait, ran on, into like me, snatched the she earring. She ran up to oh. me, ran into me, snatched my earring out of my ear, and ran off. Did you feel it? Like, was it? No, it was a loose hook earring, so she could just pull it out pretty easily. And I was just more weirded out than anything else. I was like, first of all, they aren't particularly attractive earrings to people that aren't weird. You just like imagine myself. that, like, her thief master was Mr. T, and that's how he gets all that jewelry? Well, they were these two Victorian-style-looking earrings, but instead of having a cameo in the middle, they had a little rat skull that had been covered in, like, fake glass, or I was going to say, like, a clear like, like a clear covering or something like that. Like acrylic or something. Yeah, like I said, so I liked them and thought they were kind of neat, but nobody else really would, and they weren't particularly... Well, this lady thought so. Like I said, they wouldn't be particularly valuable unless you knew somebody that liked them and knew the artist that made them. It was very strange. And then, you know, I move into the suburbs and get hit by a car. Yeah, I got nothing. Okay, then. If you liked this, check out some of our other shows like Mr. Right, Exotic Liability, and No Applause, Just the Clap. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.